Hi everyone, I'm Sangeet Angela Kumar. You're listening to Planet Sang. This is episode number two from season three. Um, I know uh, the last episode was really fun and it was fun and funny and all that. But today I'm going to be talking about a little something a little more closer to home. A uh, lot more than even marriage, uh, interestingly. Um, so I've been a, like a believer, like I believe in Jesus and I've gone to church and my parents were believers, um, you know, when we were small, they were Christians. Um, it was very interesting, like when we were born, we were born into a Christian family and my parents told me and my brother, that just because we're Christian doesn't mean that you will be Christian. That uh, Christianity is really a, a walk, a personal walk with Christ that you find yourself. And um, that is really how we were raised. We, we went to church, we went to Sunday school, but we were also told that until you have a personal relationship with Jesus, you will never, um, you will not be called a Christian. So that was where I'm coming from. So because... I mean, I grew up in Delhi Bible Fellowship. That was the church that my parents went to. I'm a member of that church. Um, but because I was in boarding school, I was not regular, obviously, to the church because I was in school. So I, church was more like a holiday destination for me. I would come and I would meet some people. and But I was never really in... Um, was not not really embedded in church as much as i would like because in boarding school your your church is where your school is we went to union union church in uh, missouri and then i went to st paul's in missouri so that's kind of my background of so i was already at the same time per year or in the course of those years uh, i was a part of three churches union church when for sunday school f- during elementary and then st paul's when i got older and dbf so I, I didn't grow up with a very conventional sense of how church should be. I grew up with the idea is church is where you go or where you attend. So when you're in a different location, you find a church to go to. Now that's been all great. When I graduated and came to to uh, Bombay, I, I attended Xavier's College from school. And again, my parents had moved. Uh, we used to go to Kolaba because we lived in Kolaba for many years. And then after we moved to uh, Kandivli, we started going to um, an evangelical church in um, in uh, Andheri called OBF. So now OBF was also, every church was really wonderful. OBF had, uh, it was really beautiful. Um, like Vijay Tangya, I, I often talk about him. Like Vijay was like his sermon, G- Joy, Jesus first, other second, yourself last, really changed my life. And it really gave me a big vision for my own life and how I should approach my walk with Christ. And um, thus began my journey as a Christian. Uh, of course, I was Christian all along. I became a believer in when I was a teenager at a camp. And, uh, you know, um, so like my parents had said, you have to find God yourself. You have to find Christ yourself. And we did. My brother did himself. Uh, and that was his journey. And I did when I was a teenager. And we became born again Christians according to ourselves, not according to any family pressure or anything. So when I was in college, uh, I went to OBF and I at, it was at that time spiritually that I decided that I wanted to get baptized. And we I was baptized in um, Juhu Beach and it was really beautiful, very beautiful and a spiritual experience. However, uh, when you're a Christian, that's not where the story ends. That's actually sometimes when you become a believer and you become a follower of Jesus, that's actually where your story starts, your walk with Jesus. 
Now I often describe my walk with Jesus as a staggering and stumbling walk with God. And I think that um I've had a lot of Christian friends who have judged me like there was a friend I'm not going to name him but he went to a point where whenever I made mistakes in my life he would say something is fundamentally wrong with your uh, faith and I would really feel judged because for me it was like no my faith is not moved my relationship with God is not moved but I'm being imperfect because I I have sin in my life and uh to impressionable ch- uh, children and teenagers and young people listening to this podcast i do want to tell you that just because you become a christian doesn't mean that you have to be a perfect person uh, for there's a verse in the bible which i cling on to forever is for all have sh- fallen short and uh, sorry for all are um, oh man i forgot i'm not you see i'm not like a preacher but for oh yeah for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god okay that's i think uh, it's in romans see i'm not a preacher here i'm just a normal person who has struggled with my walk with um uh god my relationship with church so i'm today i'm here to share hopefully this will build you and bless you um but um anyways moving along so um what happened uh, uh later was that i was always faced with two types of christians one was the judgmental christians who always um uh, were demanding you be better and that was great also to an extent as long as they were not judging you but i i don't think i've met a christian who is not very judgmental most people come with their own judgments whether they're judging you verbally uh, outwardly or whether they're judging you in your heart um I would again like to encourage young believers and young Christians that um you are not asked to be perfect. Jesus loved you when you were sinners and you're asked to walk in a path and being a Christian is sorry about the traffic outside. Um being a Christian is really your journey with Christ, becoming more like him every day. Doesn't mean that when you become a Christian you have to be perfect and ethereal and celestial and walk in white robes. you are allowed to make mistakes and you are allowed to say sorry to god and you are allowed to um and i'm not this is not me giving um you it's not like oh yeah you can do whatever you want when you become a christian no but it's it, when you are in a relationship with god even if you make mistakes you have to come back to the feet of jesus and say i'm so sorry not because you have to like i yeah i use the word you have to but you will automatically want to because you will uh the holy spirit which is in your heart will um, prompt you to say hey you know what i think you've done something wrong that is why if you fight with somebody who, who you love and you've done, made a mistake when you're a believer there will be something in your heart that says you know what i think i've done wrong um i i think i need to make amends with this uh sister in christ or brother in christ or whatever now i'm not saying that people who don't believe in jesus do not have that little voice to tell them what's right and wrong i'm not saying that i'm saying that when you're um when you're walking with christ the rules are higher the it's not rules the the commands are higher uh, you have to turn the other cheek i will tell you for a fact it has been the hardest thing for me to hu- turn the other cheek you have to forgive because christ forgave you that's another really hard and challenging thing that i still struggle with today is that how can i forgive um you know like uh, often and this has happened a lot where i say uh i am not god i can't forgive you god can forgive you but i can't forgive you because we carry our in ourselves an arrogance of oh yeah i know my feeling and i know my heart and god god is up there and he knows he's amazing but 
i am a normal person you know like so that you will struggle with those feelings you will struggle with rejection you will struggle with people who hurt you you will struggle with unforgiveness but the struggle is where your walk with christ is most beautiful because he actually loves when you are broken and clinging to him you know it's like uh, i always use this analogy it's like um, all your life you've been driving your own car and you don't know the way you don't know which destination to get to you don't have a map and in that car is filled with your family and your job and your talents and your passions and when you decide and it's a personal choice when you decide that okay i want jesus to drive my car i want jesus to be my lord and savior you give him the keys to your car and you say lord drive now what happens in your uh, using this analogy what happens in your christian walk is that yes you are supposed to give the driver seat to christ but sometimes because you are flawed and fallible and make many mistakes you tend to take the uh, driver seat or you give the dri- driver seat to yourself or your your parents or your husband or your relationships and that's again where jesus is patiently waiting and saying i love you i'm here for you just give me the driver seat and i will take you safely you know and that i feel has been really the tug and tug and war for me where um uh even though i was a christian and even though i am a christian even though i am a christian i struggle sometimes to uh give complete control to christ um because i think i know better sometimes which is my journey as a sinful christian in my walk with god and when you're a christian the the term christian is a follower of god right it's not you're not god you're not perfect you're you're following god's word you're following god's path why am i talking about all of this um here's the thing uh, a lot of um so we were talking about church right so many years later i um started i felt very strongly about like a lot of churches believe in um saving the unsaved right so they have missions to um you know t- tell people about jesus and spread the gospel for me i always felt like yeah there are many of mi- missionaries to help the unsaved and reach people who have not heard of uh, who jesus is but for me i really had a heart to help christians who were being lost in church So as a believer uh there are some norm things right you go to church every sunday you grow in your walk with god you listen to sermons you pay a tithe you become a member of a church you attend sunday school if you're a kid or you have kids you make your kids attend uh, sunday school and then uh hopefully you have a very good church where you have very nice fellowship and then you you grow in christ together right wrong because uh most churches don't have a great fellowship especially when you come to places like um uh like growing churches their agendas most of the time are just to grow new members into the church so churches concern most churches concerns are not shepherding their already um uh, made christians it is mostly to get new christians into church right so they have great mission programs they have amazing um things that you go and say oh we preached and we met these people and we met those those people and then somewhere down the line christians are getting lost in church um 
and there's no uh, like we would like to believe that there'll be engagement that you'll have midweek bible studies or fellowship or potlucks or something that engages an individual to uh, grow in the lord um, when they become a christian but in my experience of 40 years i have not found a, a church that really focuses on uh, properly shepherding a church uh, uh, their members okay so for example um, many years ago i was uh, we mo- so every time you move a city the first thing you do is you look for a church right so many uh, like when i went to dbf also there were a lot of like when i had moved to delhi Uh, there are a lot of beautiful things about uh, certain things about church that you enjoy you love the worship you love the sermons you love but after church you, you have this thing called prime time okay where the church pastors and the people who are a part of the church they just go and meet people who are essential or unbelievers or maybe visiting uh, preachers from another country and there a lot of times people who attend church are lost they're standing in the back somewhere and i always used to my agenda was always after church to go and meet the person in the back who's who's not um socializing too much who's not really connecting with um the 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 prime time church the inner circle outer circle now a lot of churches justify these inner circle outer circle very outer circle but i think that's very wrong because that is really not i believe in my heart that i don't believe that Jesus was yes he had an inner circle of his disciples but he had an inner circle of himself too but Jesus was a very inclusive person he never made a person feel rejected and never made a person feel like they were not they were not a part of the inner circle you know uh, the women were made to feel as equal as the disciples you know of course he did have times that were chosen f- with the disciples but that's not during the time when all the church uh, when he was preaching to 5000 people He was not just talking to the the 12 that were his inner circle he was addressing everybody right so um what does happen in churches is that people eventually christians feel isolated they feel unwanted they feel like there's nothing here and then of course ch- church started this thing called home group now i in my experience i didn't really see the benefit of home group until i went to gurgaon and in gurgaon there was in dbf gurgaon there was uh not dbf gurgaon but the gurgaon um home group of dbf central was um very much like a family we met up during the week we were connecting and even today i have friends from that setup who are who have behaved like they're actual christians rather than you know all the churches that i've attended um It's really tragic that uh, that happened. I have not actually experienced home group in that personal sense ever uh, after DBF Gurgaon. And maybe th- this gang of people was so amazing that uh, no one can match up. I don't know, but the fact is that I when I seek uh, church, it is not just that I want to contribute to church, I want to help the church, I want to give to the church, but I also would like something back. And what my agenda always is is to have a great fellowship, to have uh people who you can pray with and pray for and have that kind of a network of uh warmth and comfort and fellowship that you can that looks like a little piece of heaven you know and i know that it sounds so idealistic and a lot of christians listening to this will laugh because you and i both know that it doesn't exist and i'm being very you know ideal in this way 
so now i've i i many years ago i posted about this because it was uh really horrible but um i did uh post about it and the consequence of this really hurt me very badly but i'm still going to talk about it because it's important to address uh these things many years um like after this whole dbf thing we went to um Bhopal and again we couldn't find we actually started a church in our home because we couldn't find a church where people spoke English eventually we found a beautiful church of students and although we felt very old there because every everyone was students but the fact was that it was more like a family and again church has to look like a family a family of people loving each other praying with each other and i know with um a lot of churches that is not there it's just you have to comply to what they want so many years later after bhopal we moved to bombay and in bombay we had uh, some uh, church friend or friend of friend uh, said oh you must come to this um, church new city church in uh, kolab in church gate so we were like okay fine you know we'll go and in in uh, uh, the pastor's defense he did initially say if we're a fit then good if we're not a fit then you can find another church he he gave that disclaimer in the beginning so the, to his defense he approached it saying that if you, if it's a fit right what i my problem with this is that church is not supposed to tell you if it's a fit or if it's not a fit or you fit or you don't fit i mean the role of a church i feel is something totally different definitely uh we were not a fit for the church um our attendance because we lived so far away it 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 got sparse because it took us 2 hours to go to church gate from thane on the bike it was very inconvenient we had a small child with us um and we couldn't go midweek because my my husband was a night shift so there were a lot of things socially when you have a spouse or a person who is in night shift there are a lot of limitations that you can't do like you're limited because your uh, the commute is not there or you can't you can't pay 2000 rupees to go by cab or go by train and change trains just to go for bible study in 2 hours away so for us we were struggling we really were struggling to go to that church and i think the shock i got was when we were asked to leave the church and it was it was basically nobody understood that we were struggling and of course they tried they were very sweet they were a very nice couple uh, ajita and anand but the problem was that um for me uh, when you are told by two people you admire uh, that i think you should not come to church anymore we're asking you to leave meaning he didn't say it in those words but he said yeah i think this is not a fit he was very passive about the way he spoke so i was a bit shocked because i was like are you asking us to leave the church and i was a bit blown because in my the history of my life that had never happened now in their defense agreed that it was not a fit uh, they wanted someone who was committed in church but again what is your role as a church is it just to um, you know like uh, take care of like uh, unbelievers or reach out to unbelievers or is it to shepherd people who are struggling i know my husband and i were struggling with our marriage and we were just all of the place we we didn't we had we were new in a city we were transitioning i was getting used to a night shift kind of environment where uh, i was alone most of the time because my husband was either at work or sleeping so the thing was that i needed 
a fellowship i needed a friend to literally pray with and i know it sounds really pathetic that i need a friend but i didn't have anybody who was christian i didn't have anybody who would just sit down with me and pray with me um and even today this happened so many years ago but even today i still don't have a friend who i can sit down with physically and pray with and that is my complaint with most churches is that um moving on so after that we left we were we were wondering where to go and then we finally went to this really nice church avtar and again the same thing with avtar we were struggling with distances we were struggling to go uh, bandra was easier but when they moved to juhu it became a little too far and eventually as much as we were trying to fit in um the demands were far more than the benefits we were getting from going to the church like again not one person in that church sat down and prayed with me about my marriage not one person really sat down and said oh you know like how can we pray for you or how can we meet with you every week see we had like they have a lot going on in that church they have a mission to reach out to people from here and from there but as a believer i was lost and the demands were increasing but i wasn't able to even get the benefits of a fellowship or benefits the it was always a okay spend money take a taxi and come will re- reimburse the taxi but you come and sometimes it's just you know sometimes you just need people to say you know what you can't come this sunday no problem we'll pray with you over the phone but nobody everyone has their own agenda and similarly in after the the pastor's wife very sweetly told me i think it's better you find a church somewhere else so we were kicked out of two churches now i haven't made a big deal out of that because honestly i understand where they're coming from i understand that we're not a fit but imagine in the span of 5 years in bombay we are told by two churches that we don't match their agenda and at least initially when it happened with new city church uh for me i was i went through a crisis of faith because i thought god was rejecting me of course uh, new city church is not god and eventually i came to um i came to understand that okay god is god you have to have a relationship with god and you cannot put god in the place of church and church doesn't have to have such a big role and then even with avtar i mean avtar is an amazing church i love it but again we were not a fit because we were not complying with what they needed and for them it was uh, they had from their perspective they had done all they could to include us in their um, agenda but i remember saying oh can we have like a bible study a little closer maybe a home group in our end of town we are open we are open to our family opening our home we'll be happy to help but it just didn't materialize you know it it didn't it just didn't happen Now the thing is that it's not their fault they're very good people even Anand and Ajita even uh, Mark and Audrey and Jimith and Hannah and everybody like Abenla and Ashwin and all these guys who are a part of these churches they're amazing people they're creative and they really have the heart for God and they really have the heart to serve and reach out to the unsaved but my problem is what about those who are saved are we discipling them properly are we helping them it's not like once you become a christian all your problems go on the contrary once you become a problem well of course once you become a problem but once you become a christian your problems actually do increase you are under an you are often under attack uh, in areas that you never thought would be possible like i never thought 
that I would have the struggles that I am having today in my life. And definitely there was a need to have people to pray with. And I just didn't have that. So then finally we decided to move out of um uh out of thani and of course we went to a church in thani and similarly there were things in that church that just didn't agree with us we felt they were very um again money everything is surrounded around money i don't understand why you need money to go to church there were many times when george and i didn't have money to survive the month and we had coins we literally had 4 rupees left for the whole month and there was a demand for tithe so we would put 4 rupees into that all we had um and we would be laughing about it because we were like we're so poor we can't even pay money but i don't understand what is this um if you're coming to church you don't have money you don't have uh enough to support yourself but you're coming to church why this demand of you must give offering you must give this you must give that there are sermons given in church for offering and the thing is that you you're acting as if people are dumb that they don't want to give to god when in the bible it says to each give according to what you can and the fact is that god doesn't want you to go hungry he doesn't want you to say you must give and uh, you will have no food for the rest of the day there were many times when all our money went into the offering and we didn't have a money for the next meal but there was still a demand you still felt like you were not doing enough and there's a photograph that somebody took of us in avatar and it's one of the most beautiful pictures of george and me um and it's of me laughing and him laughing and the offering back there and a lot of people said what a beautiful shot what a beautiful shot but no one knew the pain we were laughing because we were so embarrassed that we were putting coins in a way that it wouldn't make noise you know and i know this sounds terrible it sounds horrible to speak about that you don't have enough money to put an offering but you're doing it in a way that you don't want the coins to clash into the other coins to make noise why am i talking about this is because a very very dear friend of mine before he chose to end his own life posted something so um groundbreaking for me that i have been i have been so disturbed before he died he posted something saying he got a uh, he got a notice from his church saying that if he didn't pay tithe uh he would um the his membership of his church will be revoked and that has really set me off because that is just i know every church is different but is every church different are we still making demands that you give offering while people have no money to fend for themselves are we still demanding that you pay for the rent or you you share the load when you don't have any money for yourself my friend was really struggling he he was struggling to support his life he was struggling in his life and i i hate to say this but um the last post that he's having has really shaken my core um and really convinced me of the the nonsensical practices that churches have of demanding pe- people when they're unemployed to pay tithe to pay money into the church when that's really not what god was talking about and i often remember martin luther where this is what he was fighting against this is what he was saying you don't need to enter the kingdom of heaven and be in a relationship with god if you don't give money that is what uh, the whole fight was right so why is it that churches are demanding so much time energy resources 
um, there are so many churches who have demanded me edit for them and me um, do things for free because they feel like they have the right as a church. They're doing social service. They're doing ministry. And I have had now three friends who have ended their own life. They were all in ministry. They were all serving God and they were all struggling and there was nobody. There was nobody to lift them. No church, no home group, no fellow believer to pray with them regularly, to walk with them in their brokenness. And I, w- I, I do want to say that I'm, I'm struggling with a lot, but I don't have a single person to pray with. In I'm saying physically, I do have a friend in Australia, but Australia is really far away, you know, but it is really tragic for me to say this, that I'm 40 years old. I've had a relationship with Jesus for more than 30 years of my life. And I have one Christian friend who I can pray with one Christian friend. That's so sad and so pathetic. And that brings me on to neighborhood churches. Now, everyone is there. Everyone is there to help you if you really reach out, if you really have a problem. But what I have found and one of the areas I was struggling with, even in the vicinity that we live in, was that churches come with their own conservativeness. People come with their own judgments. Definitely, I'm not the person that most women want to be friends with because I'm weird. I'm unique. I'm not in a good way. Uh, I'm uh, I have a weird sense of humor. I dress differently. My hairstyle is different. But does that mean I don't deserve Christian friends? Does that mean I don't need someone to pray with? Um, just because you wear saris and salwar kurtas and I don't wear saris and salwar kurtas, does that mean that I don't be, I don't deserve a place in the kingdom of heaven? And that is the question I like. I have not gone to church. Like uh, there's a there's a phrase of unchurched, right? So I've not gone to church since Jan, and uh, I. I'm not convinced that it's necessary anymore because I feel like the judgment that you get when you do share about the what's real in your life is far more than the support you get. Uh, the last church that I went to, we went to, um, and this happens every time you actually share something real. When you're when you're smiling and everything is fine, um, then everyone is good to you. But the moment you actually start sharing a struggle area in your life, uh, you you get judgment like crazy and I will say that almost 90% of churches that I have told that I'm struggling in my marriage or I'm struggling in my uh, in my um, you know in, in whatever areas that I'm struggling with I have only been met with judgment I've only met with um, people looking down on me and, and that's terrible and so anyway so um I am unchurched. I haven't gone to church in six months. It's very convenient that um, the lockdown happened for us. So we there was no demand that way. Um, but honestly, between podcasts and great worship um, sessions on YouTube, I don't feel the need to not go to church. Like uh, there was a church that I, I was attending where a lot of the people who attended the church were living five minutes from my place but not one person came and prayed with me that is the that is the the i mean people say acha bombay people are involved with their own life but that's my challenge to people are you really that busy that you can't uplift the person who lives near you you can't go and have a cup of coffee and just pray with them is that is that cost so high is it so inconvenient for you that you can't reach out to a christian believer who you know is struggling and just have a cup of tea and pray with them and that's it that's all you need to do 
and i'm really really upset about uh, my friends ending their life i'm really upset about that because if i was in his church i would have sat down with him and had a cup of coffee but i'm not in his church i'm not even close to him he's somewhere he was somewhere in the middle of the country and as much as you can do on on whatsapp and as much as you can do on uh, i message and as much as you can do on facebook but beyond that it is the job of the church i believe not just to be Uh, to bring new believers into the church but to shepherd and take care and look after the the struggling christians in your church so if you're a pastor and you're listening to this please take a second to look at your shepherd look at uh, not shepherd sorry look at the sheep in your church and look at them look at each and every one's life look at the struggles that they have and pray for them individually uh, if you go to a church look at the people sitting next to you every sunday and pray for them and call them up and ask them how they're doing because the truth is that they're probably not doing well most people are struggling at this time most people are struggling with mental um uh with mental problems and i'm i'm saying this because i too have struggled with mental problems uh with uh insomnia i have struggled for 6 months with insomnia and not one person has prayed with me about my situation of course i'm not a part of any church so because i'm not a part of any church like it's really funny i left a church because i found the church a little uh, conservative and the people who are friends with me in that church just stopped talking to me because if you don't go to a church you lose that friendship and i don't understand what this is about your are you friends with me because i go to your church or are you friends with me because i'm a believer and the truth is that no one is friends with anyone who is christian because they don't go to their church they don't go to their fellowship and it is really shameful as a christian that i don't have a person like me who seems very oh, um friendly seems like i have a lot of love to give a person like me having one christian friend who i pray with is very very sad and very shameful for our faith um i am vocal about it others are not there are people who are just disintegrating their hearts are disintegrating because they don't have anybody they're lonely they're reaching out they don't know what to do they don't have guidance they have these skewed whatsapp forwards about what they think god is and what they think a uh, faith is and what they think a walk with god is and it's not a lot of christians don't know the true gospel they don't know what what christ has really said and sometimes the devil whispers things in your ears that aren't the truth and a lot of people believe that because they don't have anybody to counter that they don't have any help any fellowship so the thing is that um i don't know i don't know if i'm ever going to go back to a church i i don't believe in i know that uh, like i googled unchristian and uh, not unchristian sorry unchurched and there are many um definitions of people who are unchurched so a lot of people are getting disillusioned with church and leaving um and i would like to say that i am unchurched i don't go to any church i'm not i don't belong to any church i i don't plan to but i believe in jesus i have a active relationship with him and i'm I'm struggling with this as maybe you're listening to this and you're struggling with maybe you're not struggling with then maybe reach out to me and help me <laughs> but um I I just I want to encourage people who are struggling listening to this if you're feeling absolutely alone if you're feeling like there's nobody there for you and you're a believer and you believe in God and and you want to have fellowship but you don't have it just reach out to me I'm I'm on sangeetaanjalokumar@gmail.com email me 
um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, maybe not Facebook, but yeah, definitely I'm I'm on uh, email. So email me and tell me what you're sharing. Tell me what you're struggling with. I am struggling with this. I, this is. I don't want even one person to die because the church has failed them. I don't want that to ever happen again. And I know it's going to happen. I know the church is so flawed and they they cannot look like heaven and it's supposed to but that pressure is too much. But I do feel like there is a revival that can happen if people just reach out to each other and bless them, uh bless each other, pray with each other, uh build each other and um and not be churchists but to be christians followers of christ not people who follow church and um maybe in the future i will find a beautiful church that is accepts people with weird hairstyles and accepts people with weird dressing and accepts people with a weird accent like mine but the fact is like right now we don't i don't live in that kind of a society where i am accepted as who i am and not judged uh, another thing that i do want to say that it's really sad that um like the, uh, this is something that i'm a lot of people uh, a lot of churches they say <laughs> we miss zoe like my daughter's name is zoe we miss zoe oh we miss zoe so much and i often i i want to tell them that you miss zoe as a part but you don't miss her parents and just because zoe is cute and a child you you like that but the fact is that eventually zoe is going to need support eventually zoe is going to need every child is going to need support every child is going to when they become teenagers they'll need um fellowship of other good christian uh, bible following bible believing believers are you going to think she's so cute at that time or you're going to just be like um oh yeah you're a teenager you're having teenager problems no i mean for me yeah you think my child is cute and you're from different churches and you want zoe to be a part of your sunday school and great but that's not the point the point is that are you giving an environment where my child when she grows up will be able to have christian friends who guide her and help her and build her Uh, similarly can she be the child who builds other christians and i don't know her path i don't know what she's going to be in life but i know this that when my parents told me that i had to be uh, a bible believing uh, have a personal relationship with christ it was the best gift they gave me uh, to tell me that i'm not a christian because i come from a christian family and i have a personal relationship with jesus and i'm proud of it but i don't have a personal relationship with the church and it is sad that our church reflects the world far more than it reflects christ and i really implore you to change things in your church to have a program where you reach out to people with who are struggling financially you reach out to people who are struggling in their marriages to not just judge them or ask them to leave the church but to Uh, that's not the solution the solution is not asking people to leave because they don't agree with you or they're struggling with things or judging them or thinking that they are flawed or you know everyone is flawed dude everyone is making mistakes everyone is struggling the maximum the minimum i feel not maximum the minimum you can do is to support in prayer support in kindness support in love support in non-judgment support in non-hypocrisy and definitely stop asking struggling unemployed christians for money in their church because you never know if it's going to lead them to end their life i'm going to end this podcast right now i'm i really feel strongly about this if you're struggling 
please reach out don't struggle in silence the way that my friends did three of my friends are gone and it is the worst feeling in the world that they didn't have the support of their church to help them through this um even if church lets you down um maybe somebody else won't uh, reach out ask and if you're not getting the help ask me i will be here um helping you in whatever you can thanks for listening to this podcast um it's it's an important topic to talk about uh, thank you for joining me my name is sangeeta this is planet sang and um i just hope our churches and our world looks a little better uh, where we can support each other rather than demand of each other and be in you know be um assimilated in in kindness and love rather than judgment and rejection thanks so much for listening um i'll catch you in the next podcast